Hello, folks, and welcome back to Stop the Clock, our second installment of Stop the Clock. I'm your host, Jude, as well as my other host. Sam Fermanek. So, Jude. We are back. Uh, you know, obviously, last week was fun. You know, we, we talked, you know, all about the games. We talked about headliners, and we're back for another episode of that. Um, and we have an exciting slate of games this weekend. Obviously, some great primetime games. Obviously, the New England-Buffalo game to cap off uh, this week. But... Let's get right into it and just let's start with some of the games. So yeah. Start us off. Absolutely. I mean, we had a very fun week, as you mentioned last week. So let's, let's get right into it. Um, we got some stars returning for the Cardinals. That will definitely boost them to a win over the Bears for me. The Bears don't even have Justin Fields, Allen Robinson. Give me the Cardinals in that one. Yeah. <laughs> give me the Cardinals, too. I mean, that's – yeah. Yeah. Eagles Jets. Uh, we are going to talk about Jalen Hurts later, but I think he does get back on track against a Jets team that is just, yes, they picked up a win. It was against the Texans. Like somebody had to win that game. Give me the uh, Eagles in a bounce back. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think this is a perfect time for a bounce back against a crippled Jets team. Yeah. All right. Now what we have is a lot of people thought should have been the uh, Sunday night game for this this week i i thought it was going to be two but the Chargers, of course choked last week so uh they're not getting it obviously whatever chargers Bengals, Bengals are hot right now uh i like them to keep rolling uh at home yeah as well like i like the Bengals to continue to roll and they sit at seven four and have a chance to win the division so yeah i'm gonna take them with the win over the chargers all right uh now we have a slaughter of a game that's bucks falcons no need to talk about it it's the bucks bucks opening that I'm going to take Bucks, but Cordell Patterson will have 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's well, a fantasy you, beast. I mean, he's been he's a, fantasy a fantasy beast. beast. Too bad it really hasn't mattered. Because, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, it Jude has a 3% chance. 3%. <laughs> I didn't even realize it showed percentage, like your playoff percentage. Oh, I have a 3% chance. Yeah, 3% my, my, chance. Team's, my team's been it, – it's been bad. It's, it's been tough. Bad. It's, it's been, been tough. <laughs> I'm tending to, but we don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we got what's up? Giants, Dolphins. Uh, Giants are without Daniel Jones. Miami defense playing very well as of late. Uh, yeah, definitely give me the Dolphins in that one. Yeah, Dolphins are on this win streak. Uh, I think they'll continue it with a win against the Giantless. I mean, yeah, the Giantless. I mean, Giantless they, Giants. What, whatever. Yeah, the, like the Giants don't have Daniel Jones, so they're going to lose this game. Yeah. I mean, I think I would have still taken the Dolphins even if they had Daniel Jones, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have. I think it'll be a more like no. a bigger win for the Dolphins. Uh, I just think with the Giants, it would have been a closer game. But I disagree. I, I, think I mean, with Jones, with with uh, with Daniel Jones. Yeah. All right. Now we got Vikings Lions. Give me the Vikings. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Give me the Vikings. I mean, every every week I want to root for the Lions, but. <laughs> I can never do it. I mean, I root for the Lions, but I can never pick the Lions because, you know, they'll just disappoint me if I pick them. So It's funny as – so the my Broncos, we play the Lions next week. Um, and, well, obviously I'm happy. It's like, great, we get to play the Lions. That's funny. The fact that they're defeated right now, they haven't won a game, just always makes me – this makes me nervous playing them because I swear to God, if we are the one team that loses to the Lions, like that – I can't recover from that. I can't show my face if we lose the line. It's not going to happen, though. That's, that's next week. We'll talk you about You never know. It. Christmas miracle, right? No. I mean, it's not Christmas yet, but, you know, we're in the month know. of December now. It could be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> not saying no happy to the Broncos, but, you know. 
Yeah. All right. Well, now we have the football team in the Raiders. This is actually a good game. I like this game. I really want to choose Washington. However, I like the Raiders. They come out a big Thanksgiving W. Uh, should be a close game, though. But I like the Raiders at home. Yeah, I think this is the f- first one we're going to disagree on. I actually, I actually like Washington. Then okay. um, the Raiders, obviously, they're not going to have Darren Waller um, tomorrow, which I think is a key loss. And you know, we we. The Raiders' offense still looked great against the Cowboys, even when Darren Waller walked off the field and wasn't able to play the rest of the game. But I think with Washington's running attack with, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson, he's getting back on his feet. Uh, Taylor Heineke, he's been pretty impressive in the past few weeks. I mean, just alone, um, this whole season, he's been great. Um, And I think Antonio Gibson opens the ability for Terry McLaurin to really have a good game. And I I just think at the end of the day, it's going to be a close game, but I think Washington comes out on top um and keeping their playoff up alive and then even possibly the nfc east championship hey, you never know alive, so all right nice yeah i just i like that deshaun ba- jackson is in a raiders uniform he looks as i don't like the raiders uniform but he looks good in the raiders uniform and he also playing good. against his former team so that should be kind of fun uh raven steelers uh you would think this is a good matchup but it's it's not. The Steelers got obliterated on the road last week. And despite Lamar Jackson throwing four interceptions, he's going to bounce back in a big way against just a limping Steelers defense right now. So give me the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, you would think Lamar throwing four interceptions, the Ravens would have lost the game. But then you remember they played the Browns. Yeah, and so, so it was a nice win by the Ravens uh, last week. But I, like you said, I mean, the record doesn't really speak to who the Steelers are. They're not a 5-5 five and five team. They're a lot worse than a 5-5 five and five team. And um, – I don't care if it's home or away. Yeah, Baltimore is going to wipe the floor. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so weird because they just came off of a game before that where they dropped like th- like they had a great fourth quarter comeback. Like they that yeah. was a great game. Their offense was clicking. It's just the defense is. Granted, they do get TJ Watt back. I don't think it's going to help though. No, I mean, it, from the sounds of it, what we've heard even just today is this is Big Ben's final year uh, in the NFL. Um, well, hold so, on. I mean, he said final year for the Steelers. This way. He said final year for the Steelers. I think he should, and I think he will retire completely after the season. But no, he should not be on another team. If he thinks yeah, he's I don't think another start, team is going to take a chance. That's what I'm saying. Why would anyone want that? Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's going to go after Big Ben unless yeah. it's no, no. Like maybe as a bridge guy. But like no, I, I even then, even then, you're not going to to be bridge guys. But uh, carrying on, we got Jaguars at Rams. Um, this is one you turn your TV off for. But the Rams get right back on their feet. Uh, they'll they'll go to eight and four. I mean, they've had a tough few weeks. In fact, the Lions had a better record in the month of November uh, than the Rams. God, that's sad. That's <laughs> you so know. sad. Look, it's uh, just so who really won the trade? Just want to say that. Um, you know, I mean, who oh, won the gosh. trade between the Rams? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you got to take the Rams. Jaguars just, yeah. No, they're not good. I mean, you can't lose this game as the Rams. Rams. Like, you are gifted a game against a crappy team at home. You need to get back on track. I do like that Odell got in the end zone last week. That was good to see I uh, him making plays for them. Okay, there you go. Uh, but yeah, definitely the Rams in this one. Um, we got the former Sunday night matchup, which is Niners-Seahawks. It's weird. It feels like the Niners have been like, you've been expecting a letdown from them over these last few weeks. It hasn't happened. They're playing very good football. Uh, the Seahawks just can't seem to figure it out. Looking like Russ's last year in Seattle. I'm going to take the Niners in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Niners, but I don't think that you look at this game and say, looking at the Seahawks record, oh, they're 3-8, this is a blowout. I think No, absolutely not. It's going to be one of those games where it's always going to be played very closely. Um, 
but obviously, like you said, the Seahawks have just really struggled this year. The future is very misty um, or cloudy for the Seahawks. And the 49ers, like you said, they're rolling right now. They sit at six and five. They're finally getting healthy. Obviously, Debo, he's going to be out for just a bit of time. But yeah. Garoppolo is looking decent. The Vikings, and, and obviously, Elijah Mitchell has come alive. <coughs> so I'm going to take the 49ers as well. That's, that's not my thing to take the Seahawks. I'm taking the 49ers as well. Yeah. All right. Now let's get into our, our two headline games. Of the um, of the week, and both rightly so are on prime time. Let's start on Sunday night. We got my my Broncos. They came off of a big big home win last week versus the Chargers, uh, which the defense really balled out for them. Teddy looked good too when he was in. Uh, and then you got the Chiefs, who are coming off of the bye. We know how historically good Andy Reid's teams have been off the bye. I think he's like nineteen and three or something like that all time coming off the bye. So. This game is for first place in the division right now. So, like, after this week, that's where, like, if the Chiefs win, obviously they're going to stay in first. If the Broncos win, they're sitting there first. So, big game. What are your thoughts? What do you, what do you want to see in this? Well, Sam, I know it's going to put a smile on your face. So, I'm taking the upset. I'm taking the Denver Broncos. Yes. To walk into Arrowhead tomorrow night and pull off the upset. It is so disrespectful right now. And if this doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Vegas right now has nine, the Chiefs nine and a half at points. nine and a half favorites. That's, that's outrageous. That is so disrespectful. And no. for that case, not only will the Broncos cover that, but they will beat the Chiefs on Sunday night football. There it is. There, there is my upset of the week. I love you. I love you for that pick. I mean, look, let's, it's what, what Broncos are we going to get? That's, that's my thing. They've proven they can win big games against good teams. They did it last week. They did it in Dallas. But then they've laid some eggs, as I've said before, against like teams like Cleveland, Philadelphia. Like It's just, what, who are we going to get? Which Teddy are we going to get? Is it going to be the game manager Teddy? I think the key for this game, if Denver wants to walk into Arrowhead, you need to run the ball. That's the consistent thing in those two big wins for the Broncos that I mentioned what were they able to do? They were able to run the ball. I think in the Dallas game, both or Javante had a hundred yards. Melvin Gordon was close. That was the same in this game too. Both were running the ball very well. However, Denver's going to be a little shorthanded. Melvin Gordon is not playing for them, but I'm very excited to see Javante finally get a full workload uh, for the Broncos. But I think if they can go in there and run the ball very well, that's they're going to come out with a W. However, I love your confidence in my team. I'm right there with you. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I just, Andy Reid's teams have been too good after the bye. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, that defense is playing a lot better. That's what concerns me. Uh, Chris Jones has been a monster. but So I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. I think obviously the, Bron- the Broncos will cover, will, co- yeah, will cover. I think that was a disrespectful um, line there by Vegas, but... It's, it's going to be a good game. First place in the West. I mean, I think the big reason that I looked at this game and said, oh, well, this is my upset for the week is, well, like you said, this, this is a game, you know, th- this is obviously for first place in the division. And I, I think the Denver has the defense to win this game because I don't think that you could say Teddy Bridgewater, go win this game. Teddy Bridgewater no. cannot win a shootout. With and that's Patrick what they Mahomes. knew when they brought him in here. It's just you need to have the other pieces working that wasn't working. Now the defense is picking it up. Yeah. And, and, and something, you know, I, I think we've noticed this trend a lot more when teams have beat the chiefs, they have taken Tyreek Hill out of the game. I think the Broncos have the ability to do that with the rookie Patrick Sertain. 
the second best defensive player in this year's draft class has been playing remarkable, right? He's been playing great football and then you have a great safety um, in Simmons. I think if you can take Tyree kill out of this game, do not allow that vertical threat because that's what the chiefs have sort of missed this season leading up to the past four or five weeks. The chiefs have not been able to do that and they've been struggling. So if you, if the Broncos are able to do that, I could see them walking out with a win. Like you said, they have to establish this run game early. And with the rookie, Javante Williams, he's been playing good, but he's going to have to be, he's going to have to play his best football tomorrow night. But I, like I said, I'm, I'm riding with the Broncos because I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the upset. And I'm going to take the Broncos um, to win on the road. Let's go. I love it. It'll be the first time since 2015. So I'm praying over here. All right. Now we have the biggest game by far of the week. It's Patriots bills. It kind of feels like the whole season is kind of, or not the whole season, but like both teams have kind of been building up to this game. The Patriots, I think are on a six game win streak right now. Their defenses look like the best in the league during those six games. Mac Jones is playing very well. All credit or not all credit, but a lot of credit. Obviously Bill Belichick has got that team looking right. And on the other hand, you got the bills. They're putting up points. They they've looked pretty good. So I, it's in Buffalo. That's, that's the key for me. Both very good venues for both these teams. I like that it's in Buffalo. It's a Monday night game. I think the Bills are really going to rally with their home crowd. The Bills Mafia is going to be there for them. I think they're able to – I think it's a low – I guess for these two teams, generally low scoring. I, I'm looking at like a 20-23 game, something like that. I think there will be a lot of field goals in this game. Both these defenses are very good. I like the Bills. This I just I I like them at home to be able to ride off the Bills Mafia. Yeah, I like the Patriots. Um, <laughs> and 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 it's crazy because you know obviously if if we went into this season and we looked at this Monday night game, I guarantee you we would have not been like, wow, this is a game for not only the spot for the AFC East like title, but also a spot for potentially the first spot in like, the, the AFC seed. alone. Yeah. Um, I think this is the game that Mac Jones really. Not that he separates himself from the rookie class of other quarterbacks, because obviously they've had their, you know, they have, I guess you could say excuses, but I think this is the game where Mac Jones really puts it, he step, he takes another step in his rookie campaign. And like you said, this is a really tough Buffalo defense, right? They're second in, in passing yards. They're six in rushing yards. This team, there's not a lot of things that you can do against this defense, Um like we, we, we saw Tennessee beat them a few weeks ago and that was because they just did a mixture of things. It wasn't like, you know, Derrick Henry, did they have Henry in that game? Yeah, they I did. Know. I was about to say, it helps when you have Derrick Henry. It, but. it helps when you have Derrick Henry, but I, I think with, you know, Bill Belichick and the way Mac Jones has been playing, I think this is the game that they, that they win. And also New England's defense has been good and we've seen Josh Allen at times or plenty of times a season struggle. I know he's still, you know, a great passer and he's still been a great quarterback for Buffalo, but we have seen him struggle when he plays those tougher defenses and, and a tougher defense in, in New England is walking into Buffalo on Monday. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take New England. Yeah. I, I just, I think this is a big game. As you say, as Mac Jones is going to separate himself. I think Josh Allen is going to put himself back in the MVP conversation with a big time game in this one. I mean, as you said, he's had some criticism as he has not fully lived up to what he was last year. He's still been outstanding. It's just he hasn't put up the big numbers. I think he does in this game. I like him to have him and Stefan Diggs to really have a good game uh, down or up there in Buffalo. So that's our picks. Let us know what you think. But 
Let's get let's get into a little bit of a recap. Uh, there was a good Thursday night game, Cowboys Saints. Cowboys got a much needed win down there in New Orleans. They got their receivers back. Who that that one drive was so much fun. As you have oh big forty two yard gain to Amari Cooper. Then you have uh, C D Lamb just murdering Malcolm Jenkins out there on the field, taking his ankles, and then. One of the best catches we've seen all year, Michael Gallup showing why he's just as good as everyone remembers him to be. Just how can you jump that high? I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, oh, my it's God. Impressive. It's impressive. Um, I think the, the, the biggest thing that the Cowboys have to take away from this game is you have the win, but you got to move on. Like this was not a pretty win for the Cowboys in any means. I mean, you can look at it and say, oh, well, you won 27 to 17. You put up 27 points on the board. Yeah, the, the offense really put up 20 points in a very inconsistent 20 points, I yeah. want to call it. There was a lot of tur- – like, like the, some of the interceptions like – Dak had two or one. Or like, Dak had the, one interception. One, but the one to Marshall Lattimore, that was not a good play. I just I, – I feel like they did not manage to clock well in that game. I think mm-hmm. – granted, okay, a lot of their coaching staff was not there. That might be a product of that. But I just – they need to find – their identity right now because like typically it's been okay the Cowboys they run the ball they have Zeke they have Pollard Pollard look more explosive than Zeke granted Zeke has been injured I don't know they need defensively they found their identity they might give up yards but they are going to get takeaways they lead the league in interceptions and I think takeaways in general big snagged his ninth interception of the year (laughs) yeah I know you like that uh I think defensively they're good. It's just they need to figure out offensively what are we going to do? Are we going to be a pass-heavy team or are we not? Yeah, I, I think um, this next uh, stretch of games for the Cowboys is important. Um, like you said, I mean, the, the, the defense played well. Four interceptions, that's never easy to do, right? That, and the fact that they got a Carlos Watkins with a pick six at the end <laughs> of the game was just a, not – it was a fantastic way to cap off, you know. After, you know – not so great performance. Having those type of moments definitely um, helps rejuvenate the team. Um, look, I, the Cowboys are still missing a lot of people, right? I mean, and, and, and I don't want to use that as an excuse because the Cowboys should have played better, right? I mean, there's, there's, this is a team that, for the Saints, that had absolutely nobody. They had both their starting tackles were out. Alvin Kamara was out. They don't even have close to a starting receiver on that team right now. The defense still is intact, so it's still a, a legit defense. But then you got Taysom Hill at quarterback. So th- this team, the Cowboys really should have – ran this team a lot more than they did. Um, and I don't mean run in the sense of, you know, running the football, but ran them like just run beat this team down. Um, like I said, I mean, th- th- this next, you know, stretch of games, you have a game at Washington and then you play at New York and then you come home for another game versus Washington. And then you play the Cardinals. These next four games are really going to determine what the Cowboys are kind of made of, you know, and what they're going to do in the playoffs too, and what they're going to do. I mean, the thing is they're still getting healthier. So their game players back, they didn't have their head coach on Thursday, but it's going to be this stretch that makes for everything. Hey, maybe they drop a game, but the most important thing is that week 17 game against the Cardinals. That is when the Cowboys will be fully healthy and we'll actually see, okay, is this team going to contend or are they just going to be another, oh, let's wait another 25 years to go win a playoff game. <laughs> There's your feelings on the Cowboys. I agree. I agree. It's going to come down to what, who, when you can win the big time matchups that Cardinals game is going to be very good. Very good. I, I, I want to start with, uh, I think, uh, a big topic. Um, and it, it, it's kind of an interesting quarterback situation, right? Jalen Hurts has been one of the more 
I guess you want to say intriguing quarterbacks or more interesting quarterbacks um, in recent years. Obviously, he was taken second overall when the Eagles still had Carson Wentz. Uh, he didn't start the season last year, but he came in, played a few games, and then they said, okay, he's our starter. Um, and this season has been an interesting one, right? He, he's been good, but he's also been bad. But in a game like last week, where that, that is a game you have to win, right? And it wasn't just, oh, you're playing the Giants, but that is a game where they really could have brought themselves back into the NFC East race. They drop one in a bad fashion, losing 13 to seven. Now I'm not putting on the blame. Jalen Rager maybe should have caught a few more balls, but there, there is, there is accountability that does fall on the quarterback. And I, what are your thoughts on, um, yeah, is it, I mean, not is it too, like, do you give up on Hertz or is there still time to believe in Hertz um, and what he's capable of for the future? Yeah. I mean, well that, that game versus the Giants, that was a dud. Like, straight up. Like, and that wasn't so much, oh, the Giants came out and played really well, because they didn't. They did not. The Giants did not play a good game. They just, they literally handed the game to the Eagles there at the end. The Eagles just weren't able to convert. Granted, throwing four interceptions, that's a problem. That is a big problem. However, I, I still look at it and I say, I think you have a very talented player who in his career has shown he has only improved. You look at him in Alabama, he was really, he was good there. Obviously, the national championship happened. He transfers to Oklahoma, and he improves. He now enters himself into that Heisman conversation. The Eagles take him. He had an okay year last year. He's definitely improved in his second year. He's only gotten better. He's top 10 right now in rushing. He really gives them an identity running the football. And look, he's going to continue to get better as a, as a passer. I like some of the things he was able to do just this season. He's, he's improved passing the ball than he was last year. I just, people are saying, okay, I don't know if he's a franchise guy. He's a quality starter in this league. I don't think you give up on him. I think in the offseason, you need to get him some more weapons. I mean, Devontae Smith cannot carry the load the entire time uh, because you're, you're playing against the Cowboys. You're going to have to put up points. And it's as simple as that. They have not been as good as that. But I think once you get some more weapons for Jalen Hurts, I like what he can do. I like where he can go. So I'm not giving up on him yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a fair point. Um, and like you said, he's a quality starter, right? And, and, and I think that's what kind of people miss with the whole franchise quarterback question. It's like, oh, if he's not a franchise quarterback, then he's a backup at best. And, and that's just not the that's case. That's not the case. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, he, he, he's a good, you know, starter. Now, is he the dude who will lead the Eagles to the promised land? I don't know. Like you said, they, they got to get him weapons. And I think that, and that's the biggest thing that the Eagles just haven't done, not only just for him, but wins. I mean, that is a, a bigger problem in Philly, you know, that the front office just hasn't been able to, one, make the right draft selections, and two, help the talent around them. Like, you know, when, when Carson Wentz was having his prime years or his two prime years, he was, he was lining up. Alshon Jeffrey, he was playing very well. But after that, they didn't really bring in talent for him to yeah. really – and it's not just the receivers, but the runner, running backs. They didn't bring in anybody. Now they got Miles Sanders. And now they're finally giving Miles Sanders the ball. But, you know, the Eagles, Holy they just – yeah. I think there's a lot more structural problems than actual problems that are happening on the field. Um, and, you know, I don't want to give up on Hurts either, like you said, but I, but I do think there is some bit of – backing up on Hurts than there was earlier in the season. Yeah, but I, I like that you brought up the fact that it's like he's he's, still, he's a quality guy. Like, he's better than Baker Mayfield. I'd say he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. He's better than Cam Newton. He, he's better than a lot of guys. I think he has the chance to be better than Carson Wentz. He has the chance to be better than, like, a guy like Ryan Tannehill, for instance. He has – he's a quality starter, but it's 
as you said, structurally, what are they going to do? I think you definitely have to stick with him. I don't think there's anybody in this draft that warrants you saying, oh, let me go get a court. Like, no, no, yeah, it's just, and, yeah. And I wasn't just, suggesting giving up on like him after this season. I oh, mean, absolutely. Dude's only played maybe like 15 games max in his whole career. So I, I wouldn't say give up now, but you know, I mean, kind of how the expectations were really high earlier in the season when he was having a good start to the season. People were like, wow, this dude, this dude might be really legit. And then you kind of take it back. You're like, okay, this dude's, he's still only in his second year, but he can get better. Um, but like, I, I think the bigger thing is structural. Um, that's a whole different discussion about just the Eagles and how the front office has managed just the, the team in general. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's swing it, I think, to another topic, and that is running backs. We're mainly Christian McCaffrey and his longevity and he got that big contract and he's been hurt the last two years we know how dynamic he can be as a pass catcher as a runner he's a thousand to thousand club that's a very impressive feat but he just hasn't been on the field so do you think the panthers made a mistake in giving him all that money you know it's it's a really tough question because i mean what you just said could not be more spot on. He is so dynamic and there's honestly nothing that he can't do. Hell, if he wanted to go play cornerback, he could probably go play cornerback. <laughs> um, I don't think giving him the money was a bad decision because he's, he's still so young, right? He's only 25, but there is that level of concern with the injuries that have started to pile up in the last two years. He's only played 10 games. I mean, I'm saying the last two years because he's out for the season now. So he's not playing another game this season. He's only played 10 games. Now I say, if he gets injured next year, then you have to start asking the question, was the contract worth it? Because that's then going to be three straight years of him not playing football, you know, for the whole season. Yeah. And that's where, because the first three seasons, he played every game, right? He played every game. So he was healthy. And like you said, in 2019, he was probably the scariest player that any defense could have wanted to go up against. But I think as time goes on, the longevity does get a little scary of how long this dude can play. Yeah. I mean, I, God, it's, it's, it's tough. Cause like you want to give your best players the money cause they deserve that. And he absolutely does. We know like the Panthers offense is just so much better with him in the game. Obviously, Sam Darnold has played a lot better with him. Teddy Bridgewater, when he was there, played a lot better. Same with Cam Newton when he was like the full-time starter there. It's just the injury concerns. That's all. Like, can you be on the field? I think in the, the trend of the NFL right now, I think is trending towards a two-back system and having two running backs that might not be the top, top of the list, but still very good runners that can get it done. And we've seen how that's worked. Granted, this is timing-wise not a good example because both Hunt and Chubb have been injured this season. But overall, Hunt and Chubb, that's a very good uh, formula. You have the Cowboys. You have Zeke and Tony Pollard complement each other nicely. In Denver, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. I hope they re-sign Melvin Gordon. And it's it's helped players stay healthy. And then you look at some of the top-tier backs that don't necessarily split carries. You got Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara um, and Saquon Barkley, like, like guys like that, Derrick Henry, they're all hurt. Yeah. Some of that. Granted, I'm, I'm going to kind of exclude Derrick Henry because he's his own beast and he really has done a great job at not getting injured. But I think if 
it would be very in the Panthers' best interest to kind of get McCaffrey a reliever. They have that in Chuba Hubbard. I just they need to be careful with the snap count. I think I, I totally agree that I think next year if he gets hurt, that's when you really start to question it. I just I just think the way these running back contracts should be structured, pay him for three years. You can still give him that big money, but don't tie yourself down for five, six years on this massive running back contract. Help your team get better. Spend it now, but not over a long period of time. And and I think a perfect example um, of what we've seen with these running backs getting great money and then the second guy coming in and just doing as good as him is the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you have Tony Pollard who has definitely been the better running back of this season. Now, you know, Zeke, he's dealing with, I, I don't know how significant, but he's dealing with quite a big knee injury right now. And so obviously that showed on Thursday night that he just could not, he looked like an old man out there running the football. Um, but I think this does raise the question and what teams have to consider more. And I think they're almost blinded by like, oh, we got to give this dude the money. We got to give this dude the money. But running backs are coming less and less valuable. You know, that's Absolutely. the one position you can truly look at. Because if you have a good offensive line. There are 10 guys yeah. in that draft. We could just take him and he could be the replacement. Once he plays out his career, I will right, get another guy. And so I think that's sort of the problem that's not, not, I would say the problem, but that is sort of becoming the trend where it's, you don't need that top name running back to go win a Super Bowl. Nope. You know, hell, I mean, and it, it is crazy, but you could look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for instance. I know Leonard Fournette, he was drafted very high, but, you know, he went to Tampa on not a big deal, right? He went nope. to Tampa on not a big deal. And he might be a bigger name than other guys, but it wasn't like he was a top 10 runner in the beginning of that season. People were like, wow, Leonard Fournette's really going to be that guy but he did and you know he ended up really helping especially in that division and the championship game against the Packers leading them to the playoffs and obviously winning the game yeah and also they don't have to rely on Leonard Fournette all the time too because let's just say he gets hurt for a game they still have Ronald Jones who's proven he can be an effective runner as well so I'm gonna throw you a little situation here let's just say you are Dave Gettleman or maybe not Dave Gettleman because he might not be in this position by the time the season's over <laughs> but Saquon Barkley is he's coming up. It's time for him to get paid or not paid. What are you doing? Um, I'm saying he was he's a great player, but um, we're not paying you. Uh, I think it's I think you have to, and, and and it's gonna be hard for any New York fan. And hell, I I was I'm a big fan of Saquon Barkley too. I think he's. He's one of, I think he's the top three most talented running back in the league right now. I think, you know, what he did at Penn State was incredible. Um, and, you know, it kind of goes back to the valuable conversation, but you, you can't pay him. I mean, you really can't because that's a guy who has not really played, nope. right? Besides his first two years, he's never been healthy. And it's, it's not his fault, right? It's not his fault that he hasn't been healthy, but man, the Giants don't want to do anything about it. So why would I pay a running back $15 million and then just not get an offensive line, not get anything around him? Exactly. Why would and I spend that money there where I could spend it on to help the team around me? Um, and, you know, I could get a running back in the draft. Hell, maybe he might not be as talented as Saquon Barkley, but I can get a running back in the draft that can do what Saquon Barkley can or what say like the equivalent of Saquon Barkley, just not big quads. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just... I think they mismanaged the situation while he was on his rookie deal and stuff like, like they should have been building the offensive line. That's what Dave Gettleman said he was going to do. He did not do that. 
I think he's 100% going to get fired at the end of the season because he has just not – he's been there for four years, and the Giants have made no improvements whatsoever. None. You, and they've missed in the draft too. Oh, my goodness. Like you look, let's go to that 2018 draft where they got Saquon. They, they could have gotten any one of the quarterbacks besides Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield went one. And then the pick after them in the second round, guess who that was? Nick Chubb. They could have gotten Nick Chubb in the second round. That's a great bell cow running back. And then they could have built and got their quarterback for the future. Like, it's just, there's so many misses. And not to say, like, Kadarius Tony this year was a bad pick because he's not. But, like, you look at Andrew Thomas, he hasn't progressed as well. It's just, there's a lot of misses that the Giants have had, mismanaged situations. I think yeah. they need a clean house. They need gentlemen. I, I want to give Joe Judge another year. I think he does, like, I think after only having two years, like, that's a little, that's a short time. But I don't know. I I think Gettleman needs to go. I think Saquon, what I would do, I would just, I would, def, I want Saquon on my team. We know what he can be. He's a generational talent. It's just, if he's on the field, we don't know. He hasn't been on the field. So I just think if you can sign him to a less pricey, less binding deal, you're in a good spot. But the problem is he probably wouldn't take that because what the market is right now. You know, he's going to look at the running back market and say, oh, you're only paying me $7 million. Oh, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. You know, you're only paying me $9 million. I'm going to take my business elsewhere. It's crazy because $9 million to us is like, my God. But to them, it's, it's practically nothing. And, and I think what we've kind of noticed through this conversation is we're not saying that these running backs, it's mainly their fault. Honestly, it's more of the team's fault, right? Like the teams have put players in this situation where it has to be like this, you know, like say Saquon went to another team, right? Say this is theoretical. Say he went to a team with a very good offensive line, right? We would have be having a way different conversation than what we are having right now with Saquon Barkley. Hell, maybe the same thing with Christian McCaffrey, a little different circumstances, but still, I think it comes more to a structural thing. And with the, with who's in the front office, who is leading the team in the front office, because at the end of the day, that's who a lot of the accountability falls on. And that's who makes those big decisions like drafting these players. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I think that will do it for our second episode of stop the clock. Uh, Make sure to check out our respective podcasts. Obviously this is where it's going to be posted for both of us. Sports box for Jude, that football topic for me, Sam, uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It's going to be an outstanding day of football tomorrow. It's an outstanding day of football today. I mean, we got while some we're great recording this. Games. While we're recording this, Sam, I just want to interrupt. Cincinnati is up 15 with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So it looks like they will finish Make the season playoffs. undefeated right now. Alabama is up 38-24. So both of those, obviously, you're not listening to this while we're recording this. But <laughs> very interesting storylines as Alabama is on top by 14 against Georgia. Yeah. All right. Big stuff. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And see you later.